Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with all the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy, and I've got with me Jake. How's it going, Andy? Going good, going good. So today is our Christmas special. Uh, we've got cake in, in the studio today. We've got some cake. I wish you could see it all. And um, what we'll be doing today, we will be reviewing a movie and we will be handing out our awards, the Film 7 Awards for different um, categories in the movie universe this year. And it's a packed show. We might go a little bit longer today, but I promise you, you if you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've been really looking forward to this oh, episode. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. For... for Obviously, for the roundup of 2018 to get all our opinions on what we've loved this year, mm -hmm. but also for this amazing movie that oh. we've all just seen. Oh. And we're going to get really deep inside of it. And of oh. course, the movie we're going to be discussing today is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Oof. Just wow. Oh. What a fantastic movie! Wow. Like, we're going to wow. go really inside this movie and talk about everything we loved about it. Um, anything, there might be something we disliked about it. I don't know if there is. Nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I thought long and hard. And I, what did I know like about this movie? To be honest, I loved everything about it. It, it was, it's pretty much perfect. But let, let's get started then. So, so yeah. you can start off, Andy. What, what were the main things you liked about this movie? Oh, like, you know... Well, I liked the story. It had a clear, a clear story. Like from the, the structure of the plot was just perfect. You know, you know. I had a lot of if if you remember last week when we were talking about Aquaman, I had a lot of reservations around the story itself. I felt it wasn't well structured. I had a lot of questions around the color character developments and the character arcs. I didn't feel those were well fleshed out. But in this movie, it was properly done. You could see the beginning, the middle, and the end. You could see the characters, how they started and how they ended. And you could just see there was an arc. You could see there was development taking place. There were challenges that they needed to overcome. All these things make for a very good story. And when the trailers came out and I saw they were going to have different versions of Spider-Man, I had the same reservations I had about Infinity Wars. I, in my head, I was like, they're they going to just put in too many things into one movie and it's just going to be all over the place. And that happens a lot. We see that in some movies where it's just too much. You have too many strong characters and you don't know who you're following. You don't know who you like, who you hate, who you care for, who you don't care for because there's just too much content in it. And I thought... And not enough screen time. And not enough screen time. So you end up at the movie, you've seen a lot, but you've actually seen nothing. You know. And I thought this movie was going to fall into that trap, but none of that. It was a very, very good story. I loved it. I loved it. What about you? Well, uh, well, let, let, let me get thing one thing off the bat yep. before I go into what I liked about this movie. Every so often mm -hmm. in, in movie history, you know, in the history of Hollywood, 
uh, especially within technological advances and what we're going to be doing in mm -hmm. cinema, there, c there always comes one movie that completely changes the game. Yeah. This generation, this is, this, this mm -hmm. is the movie, mm -hmm. right? W this is a completely new thing. Yeah. Can you honestly say, have you ever seen a movie like this before? I don't know. No, you haven't. No. I, I haven't. This is completely new, completely original. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a game changer. Yeah. Okay. This is a game changer for the movie industry. Yep. Okay. But apart from that, the, the main thing I liked about this movie, very much like you, is the story. Yeah. Okay. The story was so heartwar heartwarming mm -hmm. and really, really thought about carefully with utmost respect to the Spider-Man legacy. Mm. Okay. And the main thing about this movie, which I got, was that in every Spider-Man story we've sort of encountered, mm -hmm. whether it be in the movies or the comics themselves, yeah. the biggest thing about Spider-Man is their sense of responsibility. Yeah. You know, the, the famous quote, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. We've seen that in every Spider-Man movie. That's the main sort of core of the, that character. Mm -hmm. With this character, Miles Morales, yeah. they did something really interesting where they changed it from responsibility to expectations. Mm. When we first meet Miles, he doesn't know what's expected of him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the person he wants to be. Like, he's just trying to, you know, flunk his way out of this school that he doesn't seem to be happy at. Yeah. Just to go back to his old school in Brooklyn to hang out with his friends. Yeah. But before... But that's all before he gets bitten by the spider. And then the sense of expectation grows so much once he gets bitten by the spider mm -hmm. and then in parallel to that you have peter b parker yeah okay the the which he serves as like the mentor to miles yeah but he also has a sense of expectations because we've seen him it's it's a version of spider-man i don't think we've seen before yeah this sort of drown out washed up guy yeah who's you know ha hasn't had the quite the life he wanted you know, he's struggling with Mary had, Jane. Had it and or, threw or it had away. It and, and he threw it away. And it's the expectations of he doesn't know if he can handle kids and the expectations mm. of fatherhood. Like, it's it's wonderful that for a movie that brings so many different characters and spider people, mm -hmm. it's all about where they fit in the world. And the overall arc of this movie, like I said, is expectations and the fact that because you have all these different characters, Miles, Peter, you know, the anime, Spider-Ham, mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man Noir, yeah. it's anyone can wear the mask. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Th that was the, th and that resonated with me so, oh. so much like, that, that yeah. it doesn't matter where you come from or from what era you're from. Anyone can put on that mask and you have the sense of responsibility yeah. and the expectations. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that was the main thing I loved about this movie. At, at the end, where um, we had the voiceover and he was saying these lines that anyone can wait, that touch, I was almost in tears. It, it was very touching. It was, I don't know, they, they, oh, they did it so well that when he's giving those final lines, you see where he's coming from, you can see it. And, you know, obviously, the, the nod to Stan... Stan Lee. That, that 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 scene with Stan Lee almost had me tearing yeah. up because I, I, it, I, it, it was such uh, a it, it paid so much respect to Stan Lee and it, it almost had me on the brink of tears because it was so well done. Yeah, I, and, and like what he said, it was just fantastic. Me, like, me too. Like I would just watch that scene over and over and over again. It was touching, man. It was, and um, 
I like how, you know, that line, one of the, my favorite parts of the film was there was that line where Miles was about to say to um, Peter B. Parker with great um, power. power like, don't don't do that. <laughs> it was such a mature film. It wasn't just all about quips and jokes here and there. It was such a mature theme and they put in the comedy at the right time. You know, a lot of the problem I find sometimes with some movies is they just put in the comedy just for the sake of it. They just throw a joke in yeah, for no reason. For no reason. It's right. one of the problems I had with The Last Jedi. Yeah. You know, they were just jokes for no reason. Why should there be a joke there? But they, these, these guys, they put jokes at the right place, at the right time, and it wasn't over the top. It was just yeah. subtle. Did you? <clears throat> there was a time, one part that really got me cracking. Excuse me, <clears throat> was at the end when Peter Parker said, "That's all, folks," and he said, "Are we allowed to say that?" <laughs> that, that, that so many nods to yeah. that. But what I loved about this movie and the comedy aspect about this movie was that you can, if you if you're looking for a movie that you can sort of compare it to, mm. I would say the Lego Batman movie. Okay, where in the sense of like it's very self-aware. Mm of what the history of this character is and, yeah. it, and it throws the nods like you, like you were saying, like with great power comes, don't say it, yeah. like, you know, and, and all these little things. And you, you remember that scene where um, Peter B. Parker is showing Miles how to, how to web swing yeah. and they're like, thwip, thwip, yeah. thwip, and you saw the comic things come out. Mm -hmm. That, it, it, oh. it, it just, it did that. It was very self-aware of itself and knew the history of its character and just gave it all to you. Like, and if, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, like, if, like, you know, I, I'm, a, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Spider-Man. I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite characters, like some people. But yeah. you can't argue he's in the top three of big, yeah. big yeah. superheroes. You know he was I mean? Stan Lee's favorite. Yeah, so, you know, the, bi the big three is obviously Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Th those are the three big ones that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. So uh, they just incorporated every little thing from the Spider-Man history, from comics, movies, and they threw it all into this movie. Uh, but at the same time, by doing all that, it also gave us a really compelling and complex look at the character and to yeah. what the character really represents. Mm. Yeah. And I like another thing they did, the, another twist they put in, which I really liked, was they didn't make an Aunt May one little old lady that needs <sighs> saving. They gave her a badass treatment. That was, treatment. That was <laughs> it so was, good. I loved it. I just, oh man, that she had He's a got, spider like, layer. Cave, yeah, like, spider cave. Like, that was like... How, how did they make that? Like in the backyard? Like... <laughs> It was it was so good. I actually like that when you universe. go into there and you see all the different Spider-Man suits. Mm -hmm. It was ah, oh, so so good. It was nice, and you know, so another thing we I um we we have touched about this briefly. It's the the visual effects. Well, I think special attention has to be made to these visual effects. Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah. just a two-dimensional. There was there's some. The, I I don't know the word the technical term. But did you notice at some point you were like, are they trying to go 3D or something? And you were like, is there something wrong with my eyes? Then I was thinking to myself, did I buy the wrong ticket? Am I supposed to be in a 3D room? And, but it was all part of it. And I started to see the pattern. There were times they used it. And it was just, it wasn't just a two-dimensional 2D animation. It, it, was, it was a thing of its own. Mm. Like I said, like from the opening credits of the movie when the, the Marvel logo is coming up. And, yep. and, you know, it starts doing all those weird epileptic effects yeah I, I, immediately i was like whoa mm -hmm. already this is different yeah you know and then we get into that now it 
it, it's a class of its own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, other studios out there are really, really good at animation. You know, yep. of course, we've got Disney and Pixar. You know, uh, DreamWorks do some really good stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, this is a complete... This is literally... Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we say that about other movies when we see, like, comic book movies come to life. This is the literal interpretation of a comic movie. Coming to life, yeah. Coming to life. Like, mm-hmm. they've literally ripped the pages off the comics and somehow animated it to move. Like, yeah. But at the same time, it has this really unique twist of, like, street art, acid, yeah. anime in a way. Like His spider logo was actually spray paint. Spray paint, like... Oh. It, it's, and that's another thing that uh, this movie incorporated really well: the spirit of New York. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't know from the the you know the visual effects of the city to the soundtrack, which we'll get into mm-hmm. a bit. The fact that you know he this guy is just an ordinary kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just oh, there's just so much to love about this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I really think we could probably be talking about this for hours. And yeah. about this movie. But and it will be worth it. It deserves it. it. I, you know, I'm so happy on this show when we have a good movie to talk about. You know, um, if, if you listen to me in the past couple of weeks, I'm always very critical about films. Like, I tore Aquaman apart. I did the same thing about a couple of films we've spoken about. So, whenever there's the chance or we get to talk in a positive light about a film, I'm so po- I'm so happy about it. Because it's more fun to talk about when you like the movie. Exactly. It's so good. Now, um, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, Mm -hmm. was a very good movie. I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah. And as of of before I saw um, Spider-Into the Spider-Verse, my favorite, my three top Spider-Man, my three top superhero movies were um, um, Homecoming, Black Panther, and it was the, my third option was between Infinity Wars and Wonder Woman. Okay, you know, so those were my top three, stroke four. But with this film, I've ju- I've rearranged my top three. So, unfortunately, Wonder Woman ha- goes to four. My best is this film, Spider Man into the into, into the, the Spider Verse, yeah. Black Panther. Because of what it stands for, you know, I, it's just, it's beyond a film for me. And thirdly, um, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my top three films. Like, upon how good Homecoming was, this was better. Mm. And that is just a no, lot. I, 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 I loved Homecoming. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Me, personally, mm-hmm. um, this one is now my favorite Spider-Man movie mm. of all time. But... Just below this one, mm. but above Homecoming for me is Spider-Man Two. Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, the one with Doc Ock. That movie, and like, and for a lot of people, that's still one of the best Spider-Man remind movies me, out. Remind there. me, which one is that? The, the one it, with... it's the from two thousand and four uh-huh. with um, Doc Ock. Uh, Sam Raimi, Peter Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Oh, that one, the yeah. one where he was dancing in the city. No, that's Spider-Man Three. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> That that movie was there was well well let's not go into <laughs> Spider Man three, but no it's, it's so for me it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse Spider Man two and then Spider Man Homecoming, but that's my favorite movie. I still think t- Tom Holland is my favorite Spider Man slash yes, Peter yes, Parker. Yes, yeah, I like, like Tom the character. Holland, he wrote yeah. that, that that is the character I yeah, imagined. Yeah. But anyway, back to this movie. 
uh, speaking on like no, no. You, I, I want to know. So I, I, I said my top three superhero movies. I want to know what are your top three superhero movies. Top three superhero movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. Oh boy, you you put me on the spot here. <laughs> like, it does. It, sometimes it chops and changes, but um, it has to. It has to. Top question, I know. For it is. It is, isn't it? Uh, I'd say for right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat a bit here. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to have a number three. Yeah. I'm going to have Logan. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, tied with number two. Mm-hmm. So they're going to share number two because it, this one always flips and flops of which, because they both had different experiences for me. Yeah. Like as watching them. And that's the first Avengers. Okay. Yeah. And Avengers Infinity War. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And for me, you know this one. For me, number one is still The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's it's just that's your favorite film. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Superhero. I mean, okay, that's a good list. But man, it's I just it's it's so good. I uh, did you did you speaking of jokes? Did you um did you stay on for the end credits? Oh yeah, I stayed all the way <laughs> till the end. <laughs> like if you haven't seen it, I mean to those listening, if you haven't um seen Spider Man, and we've probably spoiled it for you, but. Stay on to the end credits because it's so funny. It's, it's so uh, that, that, funny. So that 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 Spider Man in there is a Spider Man from the future called uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and it went back into <laughs> back like the sixties. Yeah. Was it the? Uh, I think it was like the seventies animated show. And it, <laughs> you're pointing at me. Stop pointing at me. That was one of the best scenes <laughs> of the movie, and I'm so glad I stayed till the end it's, for that. I nearly left because you know the post the, the post credit scenes usually come in after the first set of well, credits. Well, yeah. So you got a mid credit scene sometimes, yeah. and then a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is that um, I always stay until the mid credits mm. because most of the time I think you're going to get one there. But then after the mid credit scene, I always quickly just go on my phone and Google, Google. is there yeah. a post credit scene? <laughs> and then I just and then I go, no, there isn't. Let's, yeah, let's, let's leave. leave. Yeah. Oh uh, man, thing is, I it was I I had to ask. Um, you know how like if you're in the cinema when the film is ending, the guys who walk there they usually come in to clean up. To clean up, yeah. So I had to ask. I I watched mine. I watched the mine. I watched it like in the after, in the midday. You know, not very busy. So the guy came in to clean up. So I asked him. I was leaving, and I asked him, "Is there a post credit scene?" And he said, "Yeah, there is." And I just so I sat down, and that's how I I saw it. But I'm so glad I did. There was something else that caught my attention. Speaking of post credits, did you? What was that last song? It sounded like a Christmas song. Then it ended. Oh with, yeah, what, what yeah. Was that song? They, they made that especially for that movie. Yeah. It was like Chris Pine uh, <laughs> doing a Chris Spider-Man <laughs> Christmas song, which yeah. is hilarious. So I don't know why and, I'm and, doing and this. And that's another thing I think that's underrated about this movie because he's only obviously in it for such a short mm-hmm. part of the movie. Is Chris Pine as Peter Parker from mm. Miles Morales universe? Yeah, the one who eventually you know ends up passing away. Like he was really good he, as well. And that's the thing, I think. It, it, Going back to Into the Spider-Verse, I think every single character was given their moment to shine. Yeah. No other character was overlooked by the other one. Yeah. You know, everyone had really, really good dialogue specific to their character. Yeah. Like, come on, Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir was just (laughs) hilarious. I loved it. yeah, and I agree with you as well. I want to be a, that's a, a spin-off Spider-Man Noir series. Yeah, it's so good. And it's so nice that the lines he he said, his his actual speaking lines, the language that was used, 
it's no language. The way they spoke at the time, you two timing yeah. bag of, of but you know yeah. that's how they talk. It was like, so good. I, I would imagine like being in the in the sound booth recording the dialogue for this. That would be just <laughs> hilarious. Just getting Nick Cage to say all these lines. Okay, we're gonna oh. do another one. <laughs> it would it just was, it would be the best job ever uh, to just I mean, record Nick Cage. Like. I really hope they do that. They they they, re- they do a film noir Spider Man. Well, they've already confirmed. I think they confirmed they're doing a sequel. Yeah. That, that, that you know, Sony is moving forward with this animated universe, mm. and um, uh, pretty sure confirmed. I don't know if it is confirmed or not. I need to double check. But they're doing a Spider Man, Spider sorry, Spider Woman movie. Okay. Featuring you know Gwen Stacy's character that we yep. saw in the movie, which was also fantastic. Wait, uh, when you say a movie, do you mean an animated? Yeah, movie? another okay. animated okay. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think this this franchise is gonna go far. Yeah. Like, and when you think about it, like, I recently listened to a Q and A of the writers and directors. Mm-hmm. It's it's three directors of this movie. Okay. So you know. It's a lot. It's a lot, but look how ambitious this movie was. This movie was, it, it like I said, it's a complete game changer. We haven't seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And if this is what the first movie is going to look like, imagine what the second one mm. and the spin-offs are going to look like. The technology is just going to get better, and it's just going to look mm-hmm. even more amazing. Like I, I can't wait for the future of this franchise. Uh, like, you know, and finally about about this film is the soundtrack. Oh yes, of oh. course. Like how how could like, I, I already knew there was going to be a soundtrack, kind of mm-hmm. cool soundtrack, judging from the trailers and, and things like that. But then when they started, when, like I told you, when yeah. Hypnotize came on by, I was oh. like, yo, <laughs> the you group. went there, like, you play Notorious B.I.G. What? And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, this is my jam. And that's what I mean, that all the music was literally, it really represented New York. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, that's why it did such a great job of, but not just representing you, not weaving it into the story, into the story of yeah. Miles Morales' character. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's just it's almost perfect, this movie. I, I don't think I can say anything bad about it. Yeah. Because down from the direction to the story mm-hmm. to, like we said, the visual effects, um, the character development, all the story arcs, it was pretty much a perfect movie in my yeah. eyes. Like, if there's any movie you're going to see this year... Go see this one. I mean, for me, we'll get into later about what my favorite movie is. It's not this one because mm-hmm. we do have to class this as an animated movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it is an animated movie. Some people can argue that, well, the same sort of hard work and effort goes into making an animated movie as a live action movie. That's an argument. That, that's another podcast for, yeah. for another time. But, yeah. but anyway, so, so yeah, like... As we do in every, um, it's so good. There isn't, and I, it, this doesn't happen very often. There is nothing bad about this movie. Spider-Man um, Into the Spider-Verse is a very, very good movie. So as we do with every of our film reviews, we're going to give it a score. Cool, yeah. So, um, well, I just want to give like a general sort of roundup yep. of what I think of this movie. Like, I had high hopes for this film, okay? Yep. Uh, but but it when I saw it, it surpassed everything that mm. I was hoping. Like we've now seen over sixteen years, three different you know iterations of Spider-Man. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and now we got this new 
Miles Morales thing. Now, I thought this is going to be cool, but I thought the only thing it's going to really have going for it is the fact that it's animated and the fact that we're being introduced to a new Spider-Man, which is Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. But not only did it do that, it surpassed all the other Spider-Man movies in terms of storytelling mm -hmm. and character arc. And so that's why this has to be voted the best Spider-Man movie, animated or not. Mm. I think that you, it just has to be. And like, after 16 years of movie, this character being in movies and all the history being in the comics, sorry, if you think that you've seen everything Spider-Man has to offer, mm -hmm. no, you haven't. No, you haven't. No. Watch this movie. Yeah. So, so what's the score? My score is a... 9.9. 9.9. I, I will not argue with that. You know, I was like, last week when you gave Aquaman a 9.5? Yeah. I was no, like, I gave it, no, I gave it a 9. You gave her a 9. I was like, what, really? Okay, but this one, I will not argue. It deserves it. My take on this film is, um, I always say that we need something new. You know, when I saw, I keep coming back to Aquaman. If you remember in our one episode, when I saw the Aquaman trailer, I was like, I've been there, done that, I've seen this before. And I was asking that filmmakers, they need to give us something new. And this film answered that question. You know, it wasn't a case of telling the same story again. This was literally, in literal sense, expanding the universe. And they did it so well. The story was well written. Every character was well written. There was a proper story arc. Each character had a motivate had motivation. There was a goal. There was everything was well done. The visual effects, the colors was well, well put together. Sorry to interrupt, yes. but the thing is that's why there's so much to talk about this movie because there's one thing that we missed out when yeah. you said character motivation. We haven't even talked about the villains. Exactly. That's do, true. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why this movie, we haven't even got to that, that the villain. So, like, I mean, let's carry on talking about this movie, I'd say. Like, <laughs> yeah. What did you why mean? I, like, Kingpin was awesome. Yeah, he like, was. And, and, and they had the Scorpion, and they had the Prowler, yeah. which, that was a huge, which we haven't even discussed. That is a huge moment in the movie, mm -hmm. when obviously Prowler turns out to be Miles' uncle. Yeah. It's just, it's like, what? And, like... You know, you know, Kingpin. You know, first of all, I'm happy with Kingpin, like in Netflix. What they uh, did yeah, with Netflix, well, yeah. what Vincent D'Onofrio has done with that character, yeah, is, was, is, is you know, was is good. An, is another level. Yeah, even in the um, original, I think they've always I, somehow. I don't know how they've all, people have always done a good job with Kingpin, even with the original um, Spider-Man animations. They've always oh yeah, 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 done yeah, a good job with Kingpin. I, I love that series. Yeah, right. so this one they did also a good job. And they gave him proper motivation. He wanted to save Vanessa. Yeah. Like, you know, as we see in the, you know, the Daredevil yeah. series, Vanessa is a very important life. person to him. Yeah. It's his life. It's his and he life. would do anything to save her. Yeah. That's why. And, and you buy that. You're like, well, yeah, I'm like, I don't agree with you. But, but you, I can see I why. I can see why. Yeah. It was so good. And, you know, we came with him and true to his, um, true to his character, Kingpin, they didn't give him much. You know, every character was very flexible. And when they were drawing them, they were very flexible. They were, you know, they would do. They were, every character was flexible, but Kingpin was just static. You know, he was very. I can't, I don't know the word to put in it, but they they made him very flat. Mm -hmm. And that says something. That's how Kingpin is. He's a very flat. 
cold person. Cold character, yeah. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't talk much. Even in the Daredevil series, he doesn't talk much. No, even, even yeah, he doesn't talk. Yeah. Like he only talks when he has to. Mm-hmm. But the scary thing about him is that he doesn't talk as much as that because when he loses it, yeah, he's he loses very it. Very brutal. Yeah, and I like how I don't like it because I like how. He was the one that gave the dead blue to Peter just, Parker. Just to Peter Parker, you know, yeah. And they just went up in it. And I was like, what? They did that? You know, the typical thing in most of these movies would have been they would have done like a time travel thing and taken They're it back. They tried to resurrect him. Yeah, yeah. trying to resurrect But they didn't do none no, of that. No, there was no need for that. Yeah. The thing is, if you did that, then his death would have meant nothing. Exactly. That. But that that's the classic... That's what they would have done classic. That's why... That's a classic movie. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Bring him back to life, you know, and everybody's... But they didn't do that. They just... He's dead. He's dead. There's a new kid on the block. The new Spider-Man. And that's it. it it's just a good film. So, um, like I said, we could talk about this film forever. We could keep going, like. But we need to move over to the next section, um, which well, is our words. Your but, yes. I was so coming give, to Let's that. give you a score, and then we'll go on to the next section, which is the main section of today's show but right go ahead what is so, your score out of 10 in light of everything we've said you know and you know i'm a very hard um, marker i'm gonna give this film a nine and that's so high you will see as we go on in the podcast like not very many films will come here in this close but i'm giving this film a nine out of ten only because nothing can be ten over ten in life there has to be something. I probably when I watch it again, I'll probably. Find I mean, I I, pers- I have a couple of ten out of ten movies because yeah. I just think nothing can be improved upon them. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. but I I probably. But think there's the v- v- for film. me. But there's like, there's only like three or four movies that I like that for me. Like everything, it's it's difficult, yeah. and that's why this movie is ranked so high for me. Mm. I sort of look back now. The thing is. When I watch movies, I get quite excited and yeah. I, I I jump to conclusions a lot. Yeah. When I think about it again. Sometimes I can either improve my score or or lower my score. Uh, I, I would probably pull back on Aquaman. Now. Yeah, I was probably, say that. Yeah. I, I I'd give it an eight point five now. Yeah, have you seen but it? But I still, but I still really no, I haven't seen it again. But I still really, really like the movie. Yeah. But this movie, like I said, was a it's its own thing. It's it's so original and fresh, and that's I think that's what pushes it for me as well. The fact that it's so fresh. Mm. Uh, and and you know, and this is how you keep the comic book movie genre going, going forward yeah by yeah. doing fresh things like that so you know you had that 2016 you had deadpool yeah you know they something you can you know new and original for comic book movies mm-hmm. 2017 you had logan mm-hmm. you know a a drama character piece which we hadn't really seen before dark and and you know rated r and yeah and now we have this yeah you know? Nine for me and nine point eight for you. I think your score of Aquaman will come down when you watch it again. Well, we'll, I, we'll, see. we'll, we'll, see. we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, moving on, we now go to the Oscars, the Film Seven Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're gonna do in this section is we're gonna give out. Um, Twenty eighteen has been a good, a meh, and a bad year for film. So much has happened. I think overall, for me, I think of all the films I've seen in the cin- in the cinema, I've been quite happy mm. overall. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, me, I, me, I mean, there have been some stinkers, but yeah, mine is. Um, I've not been. I've I've been a bit disappointed. I think capitalism. I think um, the motivations. The motivation these days 
is no longer about making the audience happy or you know sending a message i think more it's now more to do with the money which to me, that's a big part of it yeah yeah which I, which is something i i'm not happy about but so what we're going to do I now i think that from a studio's perspective yeah i think it is pretty much focused on the amount of uh, dollars yeah. you, you you get you know how many uh, cuz we we speak with our wallets yeah do you know what i mean uh, so that's how the studios make films. If they see a certain film is making a certain amount of money, make more of those films because it makes money. Uh, but at the same time, you can have very good storytelling and character development with these big blockbusters, as we have seen. So you know, from a studio's point of view, yeah, the goal is to make money. But from the creators of the film, at the end of the day, they want to make a good film. They want to make a good movie. Yeah, I a just good, wish, great story. Yeah, I just wish you know the creators could get the money because you'll see in my list there are a lot of independent films that are mm-hmm. not coming from the big studios they're just some very low budget films that are really good and have good stories so anyway let me introduce this section so um we are gonna give award we're gonna we have different categories here and we're gonna talk about our best our worst um films in these categories and give some honorable honorable mentions where possible so we've got a lot of categories to go for because there's just so much in mm. movies and TVs these days that yeah. y- y- you have to look at the whole picture and you know give praise where it's give where it's due. Yep. So okay, let's kick it off, Jake. Over to you. So the first category is going to be best visual effects. Mm. Mm-hmm. So ND, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you first. Yep. Uh, what is your film seven 2018? Oscar for best visual effects. Best visual effects has to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I don't think there was any doubt. No in that, doubt really. about that. No, I'm no going doubt. to echo what you say there. It just has to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, what more can we say about the visual effects than what we haven't just spoken mm. about already? Mm-hmm. Like next level stuff is it, it, game changing. Yeah, love it. Um, the next category would be the best sound mix. Now, just before we give this to those who don't know, what is sound mixing? Well, sound mixing, well, we're going to be basing this off the whole package of sound. So that could be sound mixing, editing, and sound design. Um, And this goes back to, because a lot of people still don't know that most of the audio we hear in film and TV is not shot on set. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not recorded. Well, it is recorded on set, and we try to use um, as much of the recordings on location as possible mm. but a lot of it is done in post in post production you know in the studios adding all these sound effects um uh, dialogue ambience all that stuff that you hear in films and tv so, mm-hmm. so i you know I, th- that's as you know that's what i do in yeah. this industry uh, yeah. and that's what i love that's what i studied for uh so my pick my winner for this one yep. this year is a quiet place I agree. Uh, the yep. reasons for that is because th- this was a. I'm a big fan of horror movies, especially when they're done well. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I sent the recent, like sort of five years or so, we've seen a really big boom in horror movies and the quality yeah. horror movies. You yep. know what I mean? So they're literally given very small amount of budget, mm. but it doesn't matter because they're just focused on story. And I have to say, John Krasinski did a fantastic job on this movie. It was mm-hmm. very unique and original. Uh, but the 
best thing about this movie, and it's quite in the title, really, as A Quiet Place, but what makes the sound so good about uh, this film and its sound design is the lack of, of sound. sound. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then when there is sound, it hits you hard. Mm. Like, most horror movies, you sort of... you can expect something coming because with the tension music or tension sound effects but with a quiet place there was nothing mm. that and 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 for me that puts me on edge mm. i don't know if it is, does the same yeah, for you yeah, but I get it. yeah. it's almost because it's unexpected because you can't hear anything you don't know if something's coming or not yeah yeah that, that, and, and and they did such a fantastic job of doing that of when to put sound when not to put sound uh, so yeah. yeah, that's why I'm gonna have to give a quiet place. I it's act I actually have it here just to our viewers. We didn't. Um, so what happened? How in production of this, we just had a list, and we both sent each other. We both said to ourselves, "You write your list. I write my list." So when I agree with Jake, it's not because he told me to write it. It's my own idea, and what Jake is saying is that's what he thought. So. In this particular category, I agree with you. A Quiet Place is the f the sound has the best sound design. In in the, you know, uh, just to add to that, one of my biggest qualms with modern day horror films is jump scare, mm -hmm. where they just make a loud sound, bang, and you see people reacting to the loud sound, and they call that horror. And people have now mistaken reflexes. The fact that your reflex reflexes react to a loud sudden sound to mean that you are afraid, afraid and, yeah. and that that's, not, that's the case. not the case that's not the case so you know i like that this film had no jump scares it was just the sound like you said or the lack thereof is what gave it the horror so so i agree with you a quiet place next um category is still on sound the best soundtrack the best soundtrack and you know Oh, you know, we've already spoken about this. I think, I think we've got the same result yep. again. Yeah. And like, like just like ND says, like this wasn't planned at all. Like we literally gave, we, we wrote out the categories. We didn't tell each other. And we were like, right, you write your list. I'll write mine. Yeah. And then before the show started, we looked and we we're like, whoa, that's actually, we got quite a lot of similar ones in here. Yeah. But uh, my, the best soundtrack for me, as we spoke about before, and like this, this one is going to win a couple of awards today yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is, it is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, really because, good. Because you know the soundtrack, it really, like we were talking before, it really, it incorporated everything there was to be about hip hop music mm. and the spirit of New York. And they got stuff from all different decades. They got mm -hmm. stuff from some of the eighties, nineties hip hop, early noughties, and modern day hip hop. Yeah. Now it just it, it, it expanded the whole sort of history of hip-hop as well as the history of spider-man it blended together and it didn't feel odd it just felt so so right mm -hmm. do you know what i mean watching mm -hmm. this movie and hearing this soundtrack with these effects that we're seeing on screen yeah it, everything just felt perfectly into place yeah. uh, and and now i've got the playlist you know i'm going to be listening to that oh, yeah. for, for ages that yeah. i'm just going to be on repeat that playlist for me yeah me too it's, i mean i agree with you that's the same thing for me um spider-man into the spider-verse best soundtrack out there the artists that were used like you said for the modern hip-hop were not just some artists we do not know they actually took time to commission some well-known contemporary hip-hop artists to say go do this for that film and you know i respect that they did that 
I do have some honorable you have, mentions. You have everything from Notorious B.I.G. Exactly. to Post Malone. Exactly. Like, you it, know, just and Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj. All the, it's all in it's there. Just, it's just, it's good. It's the you know, best soundtrack for me. Apache, the, the song know, that's right? in there, like. It's just good. And there was that funny one we spoke about, like, um, in the post credit. Really nice. But I do have some honorable mentions. I have um, Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I would say that's an honorable Robert mention Trump. for me. And um, the soundtrack of this film, The Black Clansman. Okay. I, I still, I, I've been meaning to watch that movie. I yeah. still haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, it has but. a very good soundtrack. Very good. But obviously, those are just honorable mentions. Cool. So we'll go into our next category, which is the last one in terms of audio, and that is best score. Mm. So obviously there's a difference between soundtrack and score. Soundtrack is comprised of licensed music, while score is normally done by a, a composer or more than one composer, and it involves either synthesizers or a live orchestra. Uh, so what? Do you, what's your best score of the year, Andy? I mean, I'm not. Uh, um, it was only recently where you, you know, you explained the difference between a soundtrack and a score. So I've never, I never really um, knew there was a difference. So my default answer has to be. Uh, so I went with Black Panther. Well, Black uh, Panther. Look at that. We have the same <laughs> answer again. Black Panther. I have is. to go with Black Panther. Uh, I think his name is Ludwig. Donaldson or something mm, like that. I, okay. I, I can't. I know that his first name's Ludwig. I can't pronounce his surname. I need to check it up again or somehow. But yeah, this was such a such a compelling score. Mm. Uh, you know the way they he brought modern, you know, orchestrated music, infused it with traditional uh, music African from Africa, beats, yeah. African beats uh, with a bit of synth synthesis in there. Yeah, you know, it it, it felt it just felt you. Again, fresh and unique, and unique, and unique, because yeah. obviously, like, I mean, you can talk about this a bit more in depth, mm -hmm. but the representation of, of Africa, yeah, uh, and the the people from Africa, uh, yeah. and the music that it's a big part of yeah. the culture of Africa. You yeah, have, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you, you could probably go a bit more. Oh yeah, the, it, the thing about Black Panther is, you know, not just one of the reasons why I really love the movie is. They stayed true and accurate to a lot of um, references to Africa. You know, like um, it, it, there was this scene. I'll just talk about this briefly. There was this scene where Killmonger went to um, the museum to steal the mask. And he was asking questions about a mask. So when that scene started and immediately I saw the mask, I turned to my friend who I was watching the movie with and I was like, Oh, that's um, the Benin mask from Nigeria. I, that's why I told my friend, you know, I, I recognize that mask. That's the Benin mask from Nigeria. And my friend said, oh, okay. Then when the dialogue started, Killmonger asked the lady, what mask is this? And she said, yes, this is the Benin mask. From, she said the exact same from thing. From Nigeria. From right? Nigeria. She said the exact and same like, thing. No, it's not. It's actually from Wakanda. Wakanda, that yeah. But, you know, they had to add that. Yeah. But I just like the fact that they stayed true. They didn't just bring any mask and say and just deliver those lines. They stayed true they to They did it. their research. They did their research. Well, you have, that's why you have to hand it to Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, this was his baby of a movie. Like, yeah. and, and you know, that's he, why it's he, number he two. He did a fantastic me. job. Like, I, I mean, me, me being who I am, I could, 
Like I, I love this movie. I think it's an absolutely fantastic movie. But for someone like you, yeah, this this represents a whole another step yeah. in, in 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 comic book movies, in movies in general, and yeah. just in society. Yeah, like, yeah, it really does. That's the, the, yeah. the there's more to the Black Panther uh, movie than a movie for yeah, me. Exactly, you know, that's and, why and, and, and that's why I think the score is a, a good representation. Yeah. Yeah. of that. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Um, next category we have is the best makeup and costume. For the year, what do you think, Jake? I have gone with um, a TV series this time. Okay, I've gone with Vikings. Oh, love that show! Yeah, love it. It's so good. Like, if you haven't seen Vikings, it's so good. Check it's, it out. If you've got Amazon Prime, yeah, it's all on there. It's all there. Uh, it's based on um, the Vikings and um, you know, all the wars and the conflicts they had with mm. the English and also the internal civil wars they had in the early Vi Norse, in the early Viking days. It, it really, really good. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's one of the best TV shows out there, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, it's one of my favorite. Mm. So you think it, it, it's, it's your pick for yep. makeup and... Uh, Yes, they they do do a really good job, don't they? Yeah. They do it they, they, to make it as accurate as possible. Yeah. You know... For me, some of the best stuff I like about it is obviously like you know the costume design, but the makeup, yeah, you know, like the wall paint they use mm -hmm. and the hairstyles that they've got mm -hmm. is it's so good. But uh, for me, I'm gonna go back to our previous winner of best score. I'm gonna say Black Panther again. Mm, okay. Because again, talking about the importance of African culture, man, they nailed those costumes. Yes, yes, they, they do. Like they, like, yeah, they and like. And I remember watching like behind the scenes of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler talking about, you know, we, we really explored different areas of Africa, different styles of clothing and mm -hmm. how they would be worn. And they, and they used all those elements to sort of make their own Wakanda. Yeah. Sort of about, but, but you could see little things. Oh, that's probably from yes. Nigeria. Yes. Oh, that's quite from Morocco. Yes. Like that's, that's very South African from yes. all over the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. And they made this, in my eyes, very, very special uh, wardrobe full of, of all these. And, yeah. and everyone was unique. You know, you, you saw a costume because uh, they were all different tribes, weren't they? Yes. And they mm -hmm. had different colors. You saw As soon as you saw like a certain one's costume or color, you, you were know. like, That's, that yep. person's from that tribe. Yep. That person's from this tribe. Very true. You, and very you knew true. instantly. So mm -hmm. it wasn't just like a bunch of extras, everyone wearing the same thing. Everyone it was, very, was different. Yeah. It was all very... Th very carefully thought Thoughtful, of yeah and th that's why for me that's the winner yeah like, well, that was a very yeah it was between those two for me and um vikings just edged just it edged yeah, few, yeah yeah i agree with you okay so uh next one we're gonna get now into the meat i mm. think of movie and tv making so mm -hmm. the next one is gonna be best editing mm. so what's your winner for best editing this I've year gone for a horror film a Her horror film, yeah, cool. Hereditary. Nice. I still haven't seen that oh, movie. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I really need to see that. It's been, like I said, it's been one of those movies that I've wanted to see since it was like you know mm -hmm. was coming to, to cinemas, but I just never came around to seeing it. It's a very good one. It's, I, it's. I'll probably get. I'll probably pick it up on Blu-ray or something. Yeah, like. it, it's really good. It's um, it's a it's a horror film. You know, remember what I said about um horror films earlier that these days some some of the things they call horror is just playing on your reflexes as a mama mm -hmm. to react to loud sounds. But no, in this case, this was a horror film. It scares you. Well, because I haven't seen it. So, so what about the editing made this, you pick, pick, pick that Yeah, movie? it's just... Um, they told a story with the edit. 
you know, even from the very first scene, I'm not going to spoil it, just even from the very the opening scene in the film, the way the cam- they, they did that opening scene, it's unique in itself. And I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it, but um, the, ed- the, 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 the editing told the story. The editing you know, told the story, the editing right? Told that's the story. interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Mm. So, yeah, that, I'm definitely going to put yeah. this on my list to, to see pretty soon. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't... It, it, some, very few films do that. Yeah. Let the editing tell the story. Yeah, the transitions. Yeah. Some transitions were... And every time they did it, uh, it, it was good. I'm not going to spoil it, but Hereditary okay. Okay. wins my... What's yours? Uh, well, I'm going to go for a TV show. Okay. And it's argu- it's arguably one of the best TV shows I think, as, mm. as well as Vikings on on air right now, and that is Legion season mm. two that mm. came out this year, yeah. earlier earlier this year. Um, I mean, this series is just a whole other experience. Talk yeah. about fresh and original. Yeah. This is something, some of the best TV I've ever watched. Now I'm a huge fan of Noah Hawley, mm-hmm. who you know is the executive producer and creator of the show yeah. you know he writes all the scripts i don't know if you've seen fargo tv series yeah, yeah. he that's that's his baby mm. as well you know like and just the editing of this movie is insane because it's this yeah. movie by the way if anyone hasn't seen it is absolutely bonkers yeah it's it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a crazy show like yeah. it, i can imagine it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but if you want to get really deep into psychology uh, and and you know psychotic behavior and all these different weird things but what our minds can do yeah this is the show for you yeah and it really translates that in the editing i find so mm. you because you, you're going from david as normal to one no, of his visions yeah. don't spoil it but yeah uh, yeah but that's what i mean you know and they're, they're going to another realm it just and it chops and changes so frequently yeah that for, at times you think oh i'm gonna get lost but you're not lost mm. because it somehow blends it together so well that you're following you're going along for the ride yeah do you know what i mean yeah and that like, it's going to be a bumpy road but you, s- you can see where you're going yeah you can see uh, like yeah and that but also unexpected as well because and but that's just more story tropes for the series that it changes in such dramatic ways the story sometimes mm. that it's just you know the, the the great thing about this show is and uh, what i love about certain tv shows and movies you get this more in tv shows is mm-hmm. that uh you think something's going to happen mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen and something else. And you're yeah. like, whoa, I, I did not expect that. And this series just does it that all that. the time. Yeah. I think that disclaimer at the beginning, when you start talking is really important. It's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, you need to be patient with this. It, with, yeah, with, it, with, it took with, me with in the yeah. season one, the first couple of, epi- like, I, I will say like uh, when I first, when season one came out, yeah, I was like, cool, this is, this is cool. I'm going to watch it. I, I didn't get into the first couple of episodes, like, so I thought I'd leave it, I'd leave it alone, and, I, and I, it's too weird for me. Yeah. And then, but I had a friend who, who watched it all, and he was like, "Dude, keep on keep, it, watch it again, start yeah. again, but just get past like the first two, three episodes." Yeah. And 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 that's literally said. So by the third, fourth episode, I was locked into this, and yeah. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. And then, so I was so looking forward to what season two brought, and. It, yeah, that. you need you need to be patient with it. You need to be yeah. just that's a good disclaimer to put in there. So um, let's talk the next thing. Quite similar to editing, it's um, the best cinematography. So let me just explain to those who you know watching what cinematography is. Cinematography is basically um, has to do with 
in, in this is this is no university definition, but this is how I define it: the use of the camera and the lighting to tell the story. Things like how did the camera, the camera, you know, how the the picture itself, not the not the performance of the actors, but the picture. How did the picture sell the story? That's basically what cinematography is about. So um, I've gone similar to my edit. This was a very hard, hard one. You know, um, one thing I didn't want to do, I, I wanted to, I didn't want to pick anything that had visual effects in it because I'm more, as a filmmaker, I'm more into the traditional move your camera, place your lights and all that. So I've gone similar with my editing and I've gone with the best cinematography as Hereditary. Hereditary. Cool. Yeah. So you've gone two in a row now. Two in a row for Hereditary, yes. Mm, cool. What about you? Uh, me, I'm going to go for a, a bit of a dark horse here, actually. Yeah. But I think it's it's arguably now one of the best in the franchise. And that's the Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh. Oh. That was good. Well, you know when you were saying that Hereditary tells the story by editing? Yeah. A lot of this movie tells the story by cinematography. Yeah. Because yeah. some of the... like. Tom Cruise is just, uh, he's just he a, a movie star, right? He's just an action star genius. And what I love about him is the fact that, as we all know, he loves to do his own stunts. And he will try to do his own stunts as much as possible. Like, he will take, like, the insurance policy to, yeah. to the, to the <laughs> brink. Because yeah. he's like, no, I want to do it. Mm. And that's what I love about Tom Cruise. And the action scenes in this movie were phenomenal. Oh. All right, and it's very you know you know how difficult it is as director to direct these action scenes. Yep. it's a lot of hard work mm. because there's all these different pieces involved, and mm -hmm. everything's got to move and sync perfectly. So, and to follow, to do all that with a camera is very very difficult. Mm -hmm. And man, like the way they did this movie and with the shots, so like in planes and oh. bike races through the streets, like it, and it was just so good. That's why I thought visually. It, it did a very good job of telling the story. Um, very fast-paced, but not too... like. It, it get, it, there were moments of, of breathing time, you know, mm. and, then, and then you're back in it. Yeah, like, I agree. It was well done. And, <clears throat> and these, these were real... He actually jumped off a plane. Yeah, with the he camera. did that. You know, he actually... That time, he actually flew the helicopter. There was no green screen, nothing. They were actually flying a helicopter. He learned, I heard Tom Cruise learned to fly a helicopter in three months. That's crazy. Isn't it, it, right? It's just, I agree with you. It, this is, it's a very well done it, it film. Just, it looks a very pretty film. To yeah. Like One like. day we'll talk about Tom Hanks and his influence on movie. But Tom yeah. Cruise. Sorry, Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's a completely different Tom there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise and um, his influence on movie. We will talk about yeah, it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do a yeah. Tom Cruise special one yeah. day. Yeah, he deserves it. Okay, uh, so the next one, um, I mean, I already pretty much talked about what I think is, but uh, it's best TV show mm. of the year. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, like I pretty much spoke about before, Legion Season 2 for me oh. this year. Oh, that was your best TV yeah. show for the year? Yeah. Oh, wow. 100%, like, it, 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 like, it took the story, I, like, the Season 1 was crazy, and I asked, how are they going to top this? How are they going to make this even weirder? Mm. And how are they going to make this even... And, and they did it, man. Mm. They just took you places that you... They they did things in TV I didn't think you could do. Like I'm, we're going back to this to this disclaimer. This series is not for everybody. It's not. No, you really need to have patience and a very open mind about yeah. this series. Get yeah. through the weirdness, mm -hmm. and then you're locked into the actual story. Uh, and it has so many nods 
to the history of the X-Men yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, like, obviously this guy is Xavier's son. Yeah. Like, is he going to yeah. make an appearance? We don't yeah. know. Like, when you see, like, remember the story mm-hmm. of, like, of it? Oh, man. Yeah. Just everything, <laughs> like, down, everything about this series for me is perfect. So the cinematography, the, the, the dialogue is, is weird and wacky, but it makes sense at the same time. Every single character is captivating. Yeah. And it, everyone is so individual. You know exactly what that character's motivations are yeah. and, and what their mission is. Um, uh, especially David's. Uh, so going going back to, you know, the editing, it's just weird and, and crazy but and so complex into, like I said, the psychology. It's, yeah, it's deep. So that's why for me, it's uh, it's my favorite TV show of the okay. year. One thing I like about it is the production design. The pr- yeah. Oh, the production design is was is wow, wow. They did they they did no they they did good they did good. So for me, the best my best TV show for the year. Obviously, there was no Game of Thrones this year, so I couldn't choose Game of Thrones. But my best um, TV show for this year was The Purge. The Purge. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It was really good. Um. You know, I thought I had seen everything The Purge had to offer from the three movies, but um, this just this was really good. I, I just liked it. You know, to me, that was the best to the best I've seen this year. If you haven't seen it and you I haven't Amazon, seen it yet, yeah, I, need, I need to check it check out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if is you, it is this good horror series then? Yeah, it, it wasn't. The, the is, they didn't make it horror. So it, it's not as horror as the films. Yeah, are. it's not as horror as the films. More. Okay. Thriller adventure. Thriller okay. adventure. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. It's more that it's it's not even there's not too much. If you're into the whole perch thing, and there was a certain nod to what's currently going on in America, mm-hmm. you could see some parallels. You could see where the filmmakers were going with some of the lines and some of the places they took some characters. You could see, ah, oh, I see what they do there, you know, and all of that. So it's pretty good. It's on Amazon Prime. I, lo- I like it. I like it. That's nice. Uh, I'd like to just give a quick honorable mention. Like yep. this, one, this one category was quite difficult at times for me to decide. Mm-hmm. But the honorable mention I have to give um, is Daredevil Season 3. Mm. Like, uh, it's the best season of Daredevil we've ever had. Like, the story, again, was so complex. And, you know, there wasn't really a hero-villain thing. It was Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock were two equal characters. Both had good sides to them, and both had their dark sides. Yeah, and, and, and it's just a phenomenal series. And and the most disappointing thing is, is that it, we won't get another one. Uh, but th- yeah, but that's just an honorable mention for me. Yeah, Devil season nice, three. nice. I mean, yeah, okay. I was thinking if I had any honorable mentions, but no. Let's just move on. <laughs> well, next category is the best actress. Who, which goddess of the screen has done it for you this year? For me, um, it's a horror movie. Yeah. And it's going to be Jamie Lee Curtis as representing a role as Laurie Stroud mm. from Halloween. Yeah. Mm. Like, uh, she, she, you know, 40 years after the original movie, you know, they wa- everything that came out after the original movie has been wiped from history. Mm-hmm. That, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's not let's, canon. Let's, let's like, not talk that, about it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all quite <laughs> terrible. <Yep. coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis comes back to the franchise and she really embraces that. You know, they're all terrible movies. Yeah. Uh, and, we, we, you know, there's only the first one and now this one, mm-hmm. 40 years on, and she does a fantastic performance yes. of really this schizophrenia, paranoid, post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. you know, woman who's 
which when you think because because it's slightly dated the original Halloween movie, you, some people might not look at it in the same way. I watched it obviously before seeing the new one, and I still think it holds up to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, that if that actually happened in real life, that is a very traumatic experience to go for. Yeah, someone in a mask, in you know, killing your friends and trying to kill you, and you don't know who this person is. Mm -hmm. It's just some person trying to kill you. And you're like, what is the motivation? You don't know. That's what makes it even a bit more terrifying. Yeah. Is that there is no motivation. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just a guy. It's just a, a crazy guy mm -hmm. going out to kill people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 40, that would leave a huge mark on you as a person. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis really does a fantastic performance of, of showing that, mm -hmm. you know, down to the way she, her, her body language, uh, you know, how she's always so cautious about everything she does in her life. You know, when we get to her house, you see how much, you know, security she's got installed and stuff like that. And she is the original Scream Queen. Mm -hmm. And she and she really brings it back as Laurie Stroud. So that's why I think she, she did a fantastic yeah. performance. Yeah, I yeah. agree. She, she did good. She did good. I mean, it's good. And she wasn't crazy in the end. She was right. Yeah. Well, her paranoia was well, called for. Yeah, it, it, but yeah, yeah. without spoiling so it. There was a bit of closure, but yeah. we don't know. So, yeah, mine, I have to go with... Um, Francis McDormand. Oh yeah, okay. Francis McDormand is the lead actress in Three Billboards by Eben Missouri. Really good film. Her performance was just good. She, you know, this is where I was coming at. Um, this is an independent film. It's not by one of the big boys. It's just an independent film. Got nominated in the Oscars for you know and all that. But it, her performance was just. Let, let's just clarify as well as that before some people say that, oh, that movie came out last year. Oh. So yet t technically, yes, it did come out in 2017, but because we're a UK-based podcast, we're basing it on UK release dates. Yep. So this movie came out in January 2018 in the UK. Just, just to clarify that, that's in case you all start shouting. Exactly. Like, so we did a, We fact-checked it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but her performance to me was just refreshing and I loved it. To me, she wins the nod. She yeah. gets my gong. I, I still, I, I another movie I still have yeah. yet to see, but um, you'll like it. it. It's um, you know, the script is nice as well. The mm -hmm. story is. Just I, I've nice. heard it's very it's, good. It's, it's it, it does good seem like something I would enjoy, and I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. as well. So you'll like. Yeah, I'll probably like him. Nice one. Okay. So going from best actress, mm -hmm. we are now going to go into best actor. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, who who was it for you? Who was the main man for you this year? For me, the best actor was John David Washington. Okay. He was the lead in Black Klansman. Yeah, I really yeah. like that movie. Yeah, I still need to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's a good I, movie. I've yeah. heard it's very good. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, very funny. Yeah, because you've also got Adam Driver in it. Yeah. Fantastic performer as yeah. well. Like, yeah. So yeah, I need really to check good. out that. There's a couple yeah. of movies I missed yeah. out this year. Really good. Mature themes. Obviously, that film has some very mature themes. Yeah. But Not they, for they, kids. Yeah. yeah, it's not for kids. No, not for kids unless you're doing a history assignment. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a well-done film. Spike Lee did, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good film. And... Even though the, they had some very deep topics to discuss, they did it in a very light-hearted way. Mm -hmm. And his performance, to me, just stood out in 2018. What about you, Jake? Um, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Rami Malek. Mm. And his performance of uh, the icon that everybody knows, and that's mm. Freddie Mercury in the film Bohemian mm. Rhapsody. Mm. 
Like I thought the movie, I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was it was a good, enjoyable yep. movie. Yeah. Um, there were at times where the stories did feel a little bit slow, but the thing that kept me in that movie was Rami's performance. Mm. Like he was Freddy. Like the way, like I said with Roy Stroud, down to the body language, though, yeah. you know, the way Freddie moves yeah. and walks and the way he plays piano and, you know, the fact that he, he had, you know, the, 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 they put yeah. the teeth in there and then he was wearing that all the time. Like, you know, Rami Melek, he, he said that I, I researched the character a lot, mm. the character, the, the person, I should mm-hmm. say, you know, he's, a, he's based on a real guy, as we know. <laughs> um, so, you know, and when, when you get, that's what I love. I, I love when when people really do their research into uh, when they're taking on the role of either someone like Freddy, who's a cultural icon yep. or a, a fictional character from a book or a, yep. or a comic book. I, I like when people do their research so they understand the character mm-hmm. uh, and, and Rami Malek did an amazing job, mm. you know, like I, what I could just watch that movie just for his performance. Mm. And, and I really hope he gets at least nominated for an Oscar, yeah. and I, I think he deserves at least a nomination because, the, like, I, I think he's amazing in Mr. Robot. I don't know. Oh, I love Mr. Robot. Uh, what a fantastic really good, yeah. series, and he's he's great in there. Uh, but to see him do that performance and then and do then, this, yeah, that complete just, opposites. That's what I mean. It really opposite, shows yeah. his full Three. scale of acting ability. Yeah, and I, that's why I have to clap my hands to Rami Malek's performance. Yeah. Somehow for me, I can't. Anytime I see him, I just see Mr. Robot. Yeah. It's so it's hard to see him as something else, but I guess that's, that, that's, sometimes that's the the hard part about being an actor or an actress is that when you're in something that's so popular, sometimes you get sort of focused on as that character you're playing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, people have. I mean, this guy said this. Mark Hamill said the same thing about playing yeah. Star. Um, yeah, Skywalker. Uh, he is just considered the Luke. Sky- he's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like so he's not Mark Hamill. He's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, so when they talk about films he's in, they were like, "No, Luke Skywalker was Star in that Wars, film." Yeah, yeah no, Skywalker was in that film. And yeah. You know, it's just plagued his career, and but he's been very graceful about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. well, happens. I mean, everybody loves Mark Hamill. I yeah, mean, what's not to love about Mark Hamill? Yeah. So um, moving on. So with um the best from the best actor um we go to the best story or the best script. What has it been for you? I mean, I'm gonna give this one. This is another repeat for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But the best script, uh, the best story has to be for me. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse again. Okay. Just what an amazing story that uh, Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman put together. Mm. Now, for Phil Lord. Everybody knows them from Lord and Miller, you know, yep. Chris Miller, Phil Lord, which they worked on the 21 Jump Step re- reboots, yep. mm-hmm. the Lego movie, uh, you know, producers on the on the Lego franchise. So they're mm-hmm. comedic directors mm-hmm. and writers. And But all those movies they've done that they've all written, it's su- they've, at the heart of them, it's such a good, good story. And this one, is, I think, has been their best yet. You know, what, what more can we say about this movie that we already haven't said? Yeah. But the best thing about this movie is the story. And Phil Lord and Rothy Rothman just knocked it out of the park with this one. Nice. They understood the characters. They understood the essence of New York. They nailed the soundtrack and weaving that into the story. So, yeah, I've got to mm. give it to them. Like, I've gone with um, Infinity Wars. because yeah. Oh, so uh, M- Marcus McFeely. Well, best story. So, okay. So, so that's... Um, that's... Uh, you, you want to know who the, the screenwriter? Oh, I have them. It was uh, 
Marcus and McFeely. Mm. There we go. Marcus and McFeely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I like about it, and I mentioned this earlier. That was that was almost my winner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> that was almost my winner as Great well. Great minds think alike, yeah. as they say. Um, what, what really caught me about it is, th- I, I've mentioned this earlier, is when there are too many strong characters in a movie, the film can film a bit overwhelming, but that wasn't the case. They did it so, it was well put together that um, you didn't feel overwhelmed, you didn't feel confused. And I know Infinity was a, a climax of 12 years of work, but still, ten. Ten, sorry, 10 years of work, but you still need to pay it off. Pay it off, you know. And I feel that script, that story really did it well. There was no line in that movie that didn't have its place or didn't fit the character, you know. So to me, best story has been Infinity Wars. Okay, well, I, I'm going to segue into that, yep. into the next category, which is uh, best directors. Mm. So going off what you said about best screenplay and, you know, best story being Infinity War, I'm going to give the best director award to the Russo brothers yeah. for doing that movie. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, with all these different characters, it is so difficult to mm. make a movie with all such so many characters and to all give them just amount of screen time that you have a connection with those characters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. difficult enough to do it with like four or five characters, let alone 30 plus. Yeah. You know? And and the way they directed everything to all fit into place, every character had their moment and story arc from the beginning to the end of the movie. Uh, but And also the direction of the lead character of the movie, which is Thanos. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not... This is more Thanos movie than an Avengers movie. Yeah. This yeah. is Thanos' story. Yes. And the way that the Russo brothers directed this all around him mm-hmm. was just stunning. And how they gave, like I said, everyone their moment to shine in their little bit of screen time. Yeah. But it's a, such an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think... This, these, this is a movie very similar in such grand scale, like Lord of the Rings yeah. and things like that, that, it's, it, it was, that it shouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it but it, but it did, you know. Yeah. On paper, if you wrote this on paper, you're like, this is not going to work. Yeah, this, yeah. it's just not going to work. Yeah. And they did it. And not only did they make it work, they made it damn oh, great. They really worked it. Like, you know, what thing is, um, a lot of people do not know. Uh, but those, I mean, those of us that do not make films, as you all know, I'm a filmmaker, and Jake also works in the filming. People that don't make films, they don't really understand the job of the director. So I'll just summarize it. When you watch a film, every single thing you see on the screen came as a di- came from the director. Different people executed it, but they executed it the way the director instructed them to do it. So the way, for even the edit, how it was edited, like Jake Jack said, that story, they told the story from Thanos' point of view, sort of. You know, all that comes from the director, how they edited it, this comes first, this comes second, how the characters deliver the lines, all of that stuff comes from the director. So everything you see in Infinity Wars comes from the directors. So to me, I'm going to agree with you on that. The directors for Druso Brothers, they nailed it for the best director of the year. So you agree with me? That's yep, your, that's I agree with you. Druso Brothers, best and director. I'd also like to just give a quick honorable mention as well, because yep. I was tossing and turning between these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Russo Brothers did a fantastic job because of the such grand scale. scale. Yeah. 
but I have to give an honorable mention to, as we said before, Ryan Coogler on Black Panther. Mm. Yeah, you, you have to like he. Yeah. What a job he did. Yeah, what a job. Yeah, like, like you know, actually, like because because down to the performances that mm-hmm. he got from those actors to the production design, the it, it, what a phenomenal job. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I always thought Black Panther was last year. <clears throat> no, no, because it came yeah. out so early, so you sometimes early. forget it's yeah. February yeah. this year, but yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I agree with you. That's a big... It was between those two. It was between those two. The only reason why I chose um, Infinity Wars before Black Panther was for the reason I said. You know, Black Panther is Black Panther, and this, but Infinity Wars had so... Much. Mean it so much that, you know... So many stories. Yeah, yeah, and they just put it in, you know in a good distance so that's why i chose them Mm. so moving on from the directors we now want to go to some now um some disappointments okay so yeah biggest disappointment uh what has been your biggest disappointment right so yeah you know me andy i am a huge huge star wars nut (laughs) i you know i live and breathe star wars it's it's arguably my favorite franchise out there uh, tying with, I'd say, like DC, like because I just love the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Star Wars, from a very early age, has been a huge part of my life. Yeah. Okay. So my biggest disappointment of the year is Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, let me let me just get one thing straight. This does not mean I thought this movie was bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I did not think this movie was a bad movie. Okay. Nor did I think this movie was a great movie. Okay. So this movie is fine for me. The, you know, the the acting is fine. The story is fine. You know, a lot of the visuals I thought could have been a bit better. This, you know, um, it was very dark at times. You know, you had a very it was a struggle to like watch the movie at times. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what's going on? It's so dark. It's mm. very really? low light. Yeah, yeah, it was a very dark movie to watch. Um, but the reason it's such a disappointment is that because it has the brand Star Wars on it, yeah. we have such high expectations mm. Okay, of this movie. Now, let me get this from the very back. Me, I'm one of those people, and there's plenty of people out there who did not want this movie? Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, you're yeah. one of those people. You did you want a Han Solo movie nope. from a prequel? Han nope. Solo? No, no, I, I didn't want this movie. Now, when they announced all the, you know, Disney, like, we're doing three new movies that, to follow the Skywalker saga, and we're also going to do some spin-offs. Mm-hmm. First one's going to be Rogue One, and it's going to take place, you know, just before, uh, based on the synopsis of A New mm-hmm. Hope. Wow, that's an interesting, cool idea. Mm-hmm. Next one I'm going to do is a Solo, a young Han Solo movie. Wait, what? Why? Why? Like. Some characters, I think, might like to be explored. But Hans, we've got his story. His story is, you know, episodes four, five, six. That's the Han Solo story. Yeah. And, and I think some characters are better left, a bit more mysterious, their background. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think... And so from the get-go, I didn't want this movie. Then you had, you know, they were, they were going, you had all the production problems, you know, the directors getting fired because mm. they were improvising and changing the script and... Yeah, which Kazan, Lawrence Kazan, the writer of this movie, did was mm-hmm. n- you know very angry about. Mm-hmm. So they sacked them and they brought in Ron Howard to clean up the movie and finish the movie. Now, in in Ron Howard's defense, like he had a difficult job to do. Mm-hmm. He had to come I mean, in yeah. halfway through production, finish this movie, finish reshoot a lot of the movie, go post and release it in like 
in by May. Yeah. Okay, and that's another problem with this movie, the release of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the traditional release of a Star Wars movie it's has always been May. Yeah, okay. Okay, before Disney bought it. Uh, originally, episode seven was get meant to come out in May 2015, but J.J. Abrams was like, I can't. You need to give me more time to make this movie. Mm. So they pushed it to December. Goldmine. Highest grossing, well, at that time, highest grossing movie, uh, weekend. Crazy numbers, Force Awakens, you know? Mm-hmm. Rogue One does the same. Crazy numbers, over a billion dollars. You know, Last Jedi, whatever you thought about it, doesn't matter. It still earned $1.4 billion. Mm. Crazy amounts of money. Because, can you, and you expand on that because of, you know, it's Christmas, merchandising, you know, it, and it, it's, it felt right. For some reason, it, yeah, Star Wars in December feels right. Feels right, yeah. You know, because you're coming to the end of the year, like this, it's like a, and Christmas is meant to be this very festive, magical time. Yeah. Star Wars Star gives Wars. us that sense yeah. of, you know, you, you, it's fantasy. And, Feeds into it, doesn't and, it? And, yeah. you know, it's the end of the year. Star Wars is arguably the biggest franchise in movie history. Yeah. Why not go out on a bang? Mm. Cool, that yep. made sense. Mm-hmm. But no, Disney was were, were, were put their foot down. No, Solo's coming out in May. I think they should have pushed it to December. I think if, if we were talking now, I think we'd be way more excited about Solo if it was coming out this month. Yeah. Because you've had a year since The Last Jedi mm-hmm. and we've had more building up. I think they would have had time to make the film a bit better. It would have earned a lot more money. But no, they decided to release it in May alongside Avengers Infinity War. Which is weird because this is the same company, Disney, which you got Mar- who own Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm. Yeah. Why are you competing, competing with yourself? You know, Bob Iger said it, the CEO of Disney, he said it himself that it, it was a mistake to release it. And they said that they, they focused most of the marketing on Infinity War, rightly so, I think, because mm-hmm. this has mm-hmm. been a climatic 10-year wait for mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, and you had uh, Deadpool 2 as well that come out... Within the space, so that's why there's so many people just didn't get to see it. That's right. It was a box office bomb, mm. uh, like no money compared to. I, I think it barely broke five hundred million dollars for Star Wars. For that's Star a Wars, loss. that's a yeah. that's a, okay. Like let, okay, five hundred million dollars is a crazy amount of money. Okay, for us, but in the movie industry, yeah, and a movie like Star Wars, no, that's yeah. that's no. You have no excuse. Yeah, you should be earning a billion dollars. Yeah, okay, and. I think that's why it has a lot at fault, this movie, with the marketing and its release date, which is why not many people went to see it, which is why it didn't earn enough money. Like, the average person does is not like us, doesn't go to the cinema every week or even once a month at times. Yeah. So Or even once a year. Some You know, some <laughs> people, like, the, the cinema is like, oh, I only go once a year, once every six months, whatever. Me and ND, obviously, we go a lot more. Yeah. So if May's if May's around the corner, and you're gonna go see one movie, you, you so you look at the foyer and you're like, okay, we got what we got. We got oh look, it's the new Avengers movie, Iron Man. I love Iron Man. All those movies are great. What's this? Solo. What's that? No, I haven't seen a trailer. Have you seen? I haven't seen a trailer. What is it? Not got Harrison Ford. Oh no, 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 no let's, uh, let's go see Infinity War. Yeah. Or oh look, Deadpool two. Deadpool love, the, love the love the first yeah. one. Let's go see that. It, it's just it's right there yeah you know, I mean that, 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 that was the, that's why it's so disappointing I think it, uh, it's just it's no excuses this yeah movie. I mean the, 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 yeah. I, I haven't seen it but mine is more as a protest for The Last Jedi you know I said well I don't think I think that's a bit unfair on Solo I think you should 
take that aside because there's people I know who like you dislike the Last Jedi, but mm-hmm. they love Solo. No, I mean I have uh, to protest one way or the other, and I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna give you my what seven pounds. I just said I'm not gonna give you my money. I'm just gonna wait till it's out. Uh, so on you're not gonna go watch episode nine. No, I will go watch episode nine because it's got it's JJ Abrahams, you know, Mr. Reliable. JJ JJ is like um, Ron Howard, very reliable they're, actor. Well, that's very, why they picked Ron right. Howard for this movie because yeah, he's reliable. But at that point in time, like you said, the ship was already sinking. There was only so much you could do. Yeah. But yeah, so but moving on. So, so what, what was your sorry? We oh, talked a lot about that, but that's yeah. the thing with Star Wars. You yeah. can go. You can. You can. I can Star talk. Wars, it's almost like a religion. You, it's it takes you deep. Yeah, it once takes you really deep, yeah, and you can get, get you know it. we we could go so deep. Oh. It, even into Solo, I could go so deep into that yeah. movie and pick things here and there. Yeah. But what was your biggest disappointment? My of the year? biggest disappointment for the year was um, Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, oh, I got, yeah. That was a, I thought it was a very mediocre movie. I, I was expecting good things from that. It was worse than mediocre. I mean, you know, similar to um, similar to. Um, so, so like you said it was a victim of high expectations because of the expectations it's same thing when I heard a movie from Spielberg I was like what Spielberg is doing this I was like yeah this is going to be good well, I, yeah, I mean it's Spielberg come on yeah. I, and I watched it and I was like what you know I actually had to wait till the end to actually see if Spielberg actually directed this movie because what happens sometimes is they just, maybe they got they just put his, he's just an exu- executive, executive producer, producer where yeah. really he doesn't do much he exactly. just gives his opinion on one thing and yeah. they have to give him credit yeah so. and I thought that was what but was no, going to happen no he directed this movie he actually did, and I'm like what was the film is so mediocre it's so you flat. see this so it was such flat. a flat movie the performances were, were flat. terrible yep. the characters were terrible like you know, I've said the this only for me the only good thing about that movie was that I, they did a good job on the visual effects. Yeah, but but, the, know, but that was it. Yeah, but but that, like, these but days, you know, you can't these days you can't visual effects has so evolved that you can't. No, it's got to be it's got to it's got to be with the story as well. Yeah, you know, you you're not gonna have in any Hollywood movie, you know, ninety nine percent of the time you're not gonna have bad visual effects. No, nowadays. You know, well, nowadays you're not. Well, you say that, but. When I, when I remember I said there's, there's some movies out there which I will actually talk about a bit later yeah but, but you know but what I said we'll like Hollywood ahead, yeah. movies like you know these are people that can do anything you know you hardly find movies with bad visual so I can't rate a film now, unless they do something unique <coughs> but I can't rate a film based on its visual effects anymore in the past I could when Avatar came out unless there is a new technology I can't because every, anybody can do this Yeah. so it's now the story and you know something I've mentioned twice in this episode is when you have so much that you need to put into a story, you overwhelm the story with those pop references. Yeah, it, so was, a lo- it this, was a lot to take in. Exactly. This was what, there was so much, they needed to make a re- every single scene or every single statement, they needed to make a pop culture reference. And after a while, it became boring. There was no longer a story. I, I was just... That's what I thought. I was just disappointed with this film. Yeah. And to me, Ready Player One is my most disappointing film. I had high, high expectations, and the outcome was terrible for me. So, brings me to the next one, which is what has been your surprise for the year? See, this one, this is one that I love. Mm. I love this one because, you know, when you're like, you see something and you're like, well, this looks terrible. Yeah. And then you go, you know what? I'll watch it, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then you end up loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love that feeling. Yeah, it's Be- good, isn't it? Because it subverts your expectations. It's sometimes better. Like nowadays, it is almost better to just go in with as low expectations as possible. Mm-hmm. Because then, if it's good, you're, you're, you're pleased. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's if true. If you go in with really high, high expectations, expectations, you're yeah. always going to be disappointed. Yeah. But there are some people that you, you go with high expectations, they still nail it like yeah. Infinity Wars. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, in, like Infinity Wars is a perfect yeah. example. Um, but for me, the biggest surprise was a TV show, mm. uh, Krypton. Okay. On, on sci-fi. I haven't seen that. So it's a, it's a the original DC show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not on the, it's not on the streaming platform DC Universe. It's on sci-fi. Okay. Now, when they said the premise of this, so it's going to take place a few hundred years before Superman, mm. and it's going to take place on the planet Krypton, and it's going to focus on uh, Superman's grandfather. Wow. What's his name? I, uh, it will end with L. It, it's, it's obviously it's, so, <laughs> it's something L. Uh, but I can't, oh my God, I can't remember that. Because it came out near the Ryan Summer. I haven't seen it since then. But yeah, I thought it kind of looked cheesy. I thought the costumes look weird. Like it looks really cheap. Yeah. And I thought this a series about Superman's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to watch that? What, like what, on what earth? Like when, when they start doing all these spin-off origin movies about characters we don't care about. Mm. What, why? Why? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. But I watched the first episode and I was like, Okay. Oh, okay. That wasn't bad. That that was kind of cool. Wow. Second episode. Cool. Third episode, and it just got better and better and better and better. So by the time like I was got to the season finale, I was on the edge of my seat, like, whoa, wow. So uh, this series is it's a very very good series. Krypton. Uh, Krypton, and 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 it really t- it, it explores the the mythology of the Superman world. In Krypton, it focuses on the. It's very similar. Not it's it's nowhere near as good, but it's got a very Game of Thrones vibe in the sense of like in Krypton, there's the different houses: the House of El, mm. the House of Zod, the house, and it's and oh. it's and there's a lot of manipulating, backstabbing, tri- pol- politics is mm. involved. The politics of Krypton. Mm. It it was really good. Mm. It was good. So I, I think if you want like a a, a Game a, a sci-fi Game of Thrones with a tinge of Superman and DC lore. Mm. That's your show. Yeah, I wish the production. I mean, do you know? I think to the production sti- is nowhere near. Nowhere near, near Game, of Game, of Game of Thrones. But but the story is good enough that you overlook that. Yeah. Yeah, and and and, and the visual actually for a TV show, the visual effects are quite good. That's the, 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 the that's technology. The, it's like saying these days, like, and that company they have a very good website. It's no yeah. longer... Everybody has a good yeah, website. But the thing is, visual effects is expensive. And as you know, yeah. TV is quite low budget. Yeah, it, it's, it's used to be... Ex- yeah, well, that's a fact. But yeah, but te- with, with, as technology evolves... Well, te- technology is obviously improving. So, yeah. so that means that... It, it's no longer going to be as expensive. It, it's more affordable. Yeah. So, and because it's becoming more mass-produced, it's more affordable. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, so... Well, what's um, your biggest surprise? Oh, my biggest surprise was Halloween. Halloween? Yes. So when I heard Halloween film was coming out, I thought it was just going to be a slasher horror film, a lot of blood, just just gore and blow. But I watched it, and we're out of time, so I can't really talk much about it. But the film was surprisingly good. You know, there was not too much blood. There was not too much... It, it hooked me. I mean, I was just surprisingly entertained. You know, You know what I think about horror movies and all of that. You know, I thought it would just be a blood fest. Blood, blood, blood. Stabby, stabby, stabby. But no, it was actually well done. There were some very nice one takes that were good. The characters were believable. You actually felt bad when certain people died. They put in jokes at the right time. It was just a surprisingly good movie. And I, I was just surprised by it. 
So that was mine. It, 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 what, what I loved about the movie is that it played a lot on suspense, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and that what what the original movie does perfectly, which is the sense of like, even if you don't see him, you have a sense of that he's there watching you. Michael Myers, obviously, mm. I'm talking about. Yeah. Like scenes, even just the normal scene, like in there, I don't know, and the street somewhere, you f- you almost feel it's like he's behind a bush somewhere yeah. watching, mm-hmm. and you always felt for me anyway. I always felt on edge, and that's what I love about the Halloween franchise. That's what makes the first one so amazing. Is that even now, I w- like I said, I watched it before watching the new one. Mm-hmm. I was on edge, like it's really- even though I've seen this movie hundreds of times, mm-hmm. it's still. And th- I think that's what makes. Movies for me, what, what I love about movies and how I judge a movie mm-hmm. is on rewatchability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. If I'm going to give two hours of my time, because which time is precious these days, yep. you know, and life's so busy, you know, and it just gets busier and busier. Just, you know, to, to sit down for two hours and just pull away from the world, it needs to matter. Yeah. So that, that, that's what I judge a movie on, on rewatchability and how much I enjoy a movie. So and and if it still stands, no matter how many times I've seen it, that's a sign of a good movie. And what this movie did very well, which I think will be like the original, is the rewatchability of it. I could yeah. probably watch it, if, you know, uh, watch it more multiple times and still feel the same way I did when the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay, so yeah, moving on. Finally, uh, no, we got two, two more. more. Oh, okay. We've got, uh, <laughs> this one should be good. Uh, we've got, we've, everybody's got one. Mm. You know, no, no, every movie can be amazing. In fact, there can be quite a lot of big disappointments and just general. Mm-hmm. As uh, I'm going to play on this one, a turd in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. So, yeah, my worst film of the year, I have to give it to Venom. Mm, oh. It was yeah, just the only good thing I have to say about this movie is Tom Hardy's performance. Mm. Okay. Now, Tom Hardy, as we all know, is a fantastic actor. And yep. he really does give it his all in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the buddy cop aspect of yep. having this creature living inside of you and playing two different characters inside the same host mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. He does a phenomenal job of doing that. And every time he was on screen, you were like, ooh, this, this is cool. But everything else was just terrible. There was no... Like, the story was... La- it was lazy writing... Like it was so predictable. Oh, this movie, it was just like like I, I I was I watched it with my girlfriend and I, I I like kept on poking at times of like this is gonna happen now and what happened happen. that that thing happened it and like happen. the villain was so one dimensional. It was you know the the classical oh I need to get this I need to experiment on humans so we can make a new breed of humans oh. because. The human, the world is crumbling, and we—it's the same lame story I've seen countless times again. Like the characters were so flat, and like, like I was really looking forward to Michelle Williams because mm. I think she's an amazing actress. Yeah, but she phoned it in in this movie. She, she, there, there, there was just no emotion from her whatsoever, and from none of the characters. Because I, I, the cast was good. You know, yeah, Tom R- Hardy, R- Riz Ahmed yeah. as the villain. I thought, you know, there was a good cast, mm. but everybody apart from Hardy just phoned it in. The, the, it was just a mess of a movie. The story was all over the place. Like I said, so predictable, lazy writing. I, like I said, the only good thing about this movie was Tom Hardy's performance, and there was one action scene when he fully turns into Venom and he's going through and he's like doing some Venom things, some Venom <laughs> things, which. 
which was kind of cool. But again, going back to another thing I did, didn't like about the movie, there were loads of scenes where, which were just cut, and you're like, that, you can clearly see that's been cut. That should have been, that was a longer scene, that was more brutal, mm. it was more bloody. This movie should have been rated R. It wasn't, it was a PG, so it's very, it's PG-13. And like, sometimes it pushes the edge, but it doesn't take you all the way fully. And even Tom Hardy has come out and says, he says, my favorite scenes about, in the, the favorites, my favorite scenes of this movie are not in the actual movie. Yeah. So well, if overall for me, it was just worst movie. I just did not like this movie at all. Wow. I mean, the thing about me is if a movie is bad, I won't go see it. And I can't vote for a film that I haven't I know, seen. I, you know? Yeah, I can't. Like this, I can't recommend to go see this film. Yeah. All right. So this one is not even a DVD. No, no. This one is wait for it on TV. The, uh, even that. Even that. I do not want to watch this movie again. It's not even it's not worth borrowed like, DVD from no, your it's friend. Not, it's, it's not it's even not, that. Not for, not for me. Not for me. I, I don't want to watch this movie again. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 if, it's, if somebody else puts it on and I'm in their house, I'll respect their wishes. But I'm not going to... Oh my goodness. I'm never going to put this on in my TV. I'm probably it's, not going to... So I'm not... It's right now, Venom is on Sky Store where they want you to buy it. I'm not even, I'm not even going to buy don't, it. Don't, don't, I'll just honestly, wait. Oh, mate, look, don't get me wrong. So the, I'm sure there are people out there who like the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, every movie has its fans. Yeah, There's course. movies that I like that other people think that's that's a shit movie. Last Jedi. Sorry, sorry for cussing. You know, that's a terrible movie. Last Jedi. But yeah, you think Last Jedi, but whatever. But f for me... Nah, don't, don't don't waste your money on this movie. All but. right. So what's your, what was yours? Um, you know, I can't I can't shake off. You know, like I said, if a movie is bad, I will not go see it, and I cannot vote for a film I haven't seen, even though I know it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, there know? has to be a one that you've seen. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I can't shake off Ready Player One from my that, head. Yeah. That has to be the worst film I've seen this year. You know, it, 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 even if it wasn't Spielberg, I I, I can't. You know, and I know this will sound very... Uh, I don't even want to say because I know it's going to sound so disrespectful, but I in no way mean it in a disrespectful way. I can direct a film better than what I saw out there. And I, I don't... Spielberg is a god when I it mean, comes we, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, I mean, it's, no it's just the name itself speaks for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm in no way saying I'm a better director than Steven Spielberg, you know, but this film was terrible. You know, I'm. I actually thought, I'm actually thinking, and I'm thinking maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they sat down in the boardroom and said, "Let's make a very bad film and mash it up with pop culture. Let's just make a very bad film." So I actually think they made it bad on purpose. But because it wasn't stated anywhere, this has to be the worst film I've seen this year. Ready there Player One. There you go. Just don't waste your. You think you're gonna see this cool Stranger Things type film where there's a lot, a lot of, of a lot of nostalgia. But yeah, but it, that's all it focuses on is nostalgia. Yeah, nostal it's it's really not. It's a, it's a very very bad film. The acting is terrible. The story itself is confusing. You see what they're trying to do, but it's confusing as heck. It's characters are trying to be funny and cool and like there was a scene where this girl was driving. And it's obvious that she's not driving because she's just moving the steering left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. But the car is going straight. And it, the acting is... So just like those of filmmaking technical issues. Yeah. That are really obvious. Yeah, but this film has Spielberg directing why it. Is he, yeah, why is he not picking up on these yeah. things? Come on. Come on, you're Spielberg. Spielberg. So, uh, this I, is the guy who directed Jaws, E.T., exactly. Jurassic Park. Yes. Come on. So that's why when I... This is why this film won the biggest disappointment. Because when I saw 
Because you thought it was going to be good. Yeah, you thought it was going to be amazing. Yeah, I, th- I, I was the same. Yeah. I, I thought this is well, it's a Spielberg movie. Yeah, because virtual reality in technology, in the world of technology, virtual reality is the latest thing. So Spielberg, who is always doing groundbreaking films, is about to release a film about a groundbreaking technology. How cool is that going to be? And you watch On it. paper, you read On that paper. and you're like, oh, yeah. And you watch our so and then you get disappointed. Get, yeah. yeah, so that's been my worst film. So our final award for the Film 7 podcast for the year 2018. This is Best Picture. Best Picture. This is the best film of the year. Jake, what has been your best film for this year? So this movie is my favorite film of the year because it, it took a whole 10 years of other movies to build towards. Starting with 2008, Mm. first Iron Man movie. Mm. And what Marvel Studios have done is that they've turned a TV show into a cinematic experience Mm -hmm. by having different characters and their stories and in their movies and interconnecting all of them. But along the process of having the solo movies and focusing on these characters, they've had this constant thread building up to Infinity War. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For, that's why for me, Avengers: Infinity War is the best movie of the year because we've got ten years of expectations, and they delivered on all of them. Yeah, I agree. On every single one of those expectations, they delivered. Mm. Okay. Mm. It is a feat in movie technology. Yeah. It is a feat in in, in the sense of the Russo brothers having to. Uh, like we said before, directing this movie and accomplishing this movie. Yeah. Like we said, this it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. But it, but you know, ten years ago, if you said this is what we're going to get ten years, you'd be like, shut up. Yeah. You would so be much. like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, even when they said, even before the first Avengers came out, they said that we're going to do an Avengers movie. I'd be like, how is this going to work? Like how how is this going to work? So we've been through a, this long ten year journey. It pays off right at the end, which is the most satisfying thing about it. And it also did things in an unexpected way in which the villain ultimately won the movie. Yeah. Like, we know next year we've got, got Endgame yeah. and it's sort of like a sequel, yeah. you could say to it, and, and, and things will get resolved, but we don't know what the, the outcome's going to be. Yeah. But even if that movie had not existed, you could very well have this movie as the end of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Wow, that would and have And you could also watch dark. this. And you could, yeah, that's what I mean. And you could also watch this on its own. Like, a lot of people say the movie ends on a cliffhanger. I don't think so. I think this movie has a conclusion yeah, to the movie. It. The bad guy won. has won. Yeah, he won. That is one. And, th- and that is so bold to do. That you know how it... it, it never, really. Do you... you what superhero or hero action movie in general have you watched where the villain wins never never Never. happens it's always the heroic person at the end Mm -hmm. not this time Marvel Studios are going no you know what we're going to do we're going to make the villain win because we have faith in the fans that have been building to this point which is why for me it has to it has to go to Avengers Infinity War for me Mm. what a outstanding movie and I'm going to say it right here right now this is for me a ten out of ten movie. For wow. me, this like it, I just can't find fault in this movie. Wow. It delivers to me in, in all thing. This movie had me in tears at the end. Wow. I was crying, man. Wow. Like genuinely, like, and I was 
for a good half an hour after I left the cinema, I did not say, all me and my friends that watched it, we just didn't say a word to each other. We were just wow. stunned. Absolutely it stunned. It was a good one. It was a good movie. Um, mine is similar. Um, has to, mine has to be Black Panther. Um, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah Black yeah, Panther, course, it's like... more than just a movie. There is, it represents so much. And um, one thing that really captured... No, we've spoken about a lot of why we like it based the accuracy, the story. They made. They, I just uh, marvel. They just gave it a good story. They didn't just. They didn't. Um, you know how so, you know they didn't make it a token movie. What that means is you know how sometimes you watch a movie and they put in a black person just so that it shows that there was a black person. It shows diversity. It just, exactly, diversity. Not because there is a need for him or anything. They just, just do it. Just to do it, yeah. Exactly, you know. And when I heard the Black Panther movie was coming out, I thought that was what they were going to do. You thought they were making it just yeah. for the sake of making just it. Just for the sake of But yeah. far be it, that's not what they did. They made it a proper movie. They actually made a proper Marvel movie based on a character from africa that's mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. you know they did and i think i think i think a very similar thing is going to happen with uh, captain marvel that comes out next mm. year a lot of people thought oh it's just because she's female yeah no they're gonna make Th like, this is group. a complex and interesting character mm -hmm. and has a great story behind mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're gonna nail this movie it's, it's right? just and uh, man we, it's like we always say marvel studios that there's i, I want to know what 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 they're taking because you can't argue they are the best running movie studio right yeah. now. Yeah. Because hit after hit after yeah. hit after hit. It's pleasing for the fans. It's pleasing for the critics. It's making money. Everybody's happy. Yeah. And if you think it's easy, just ask DC. It's not easy. It's not easy. Every that, that's what I mean. Like, people think, oh, that, you know, like... You will uh, make money. They, they will make money. No, no it's not. They, DC. They, they've worked hard. Yeah. Really, really hard to get to the point, to get to where we are with Infinity War. Yeah. They've worked so hard. Do you, you know, know what I mean? And, yeah. let's, and, and, you know, let's not deny, Marvel has a couple of stinkers in their, in their yeah. franchise. Yeah. Not every movie is, yeah. you know, so fantastic. They're you know? not immune. It's not like there's a formal... They, they, they're actually sitting down. They are thinking... They're doing all the right things. I'm just happy. And they bring and and the best thing is they're bringing in talent. Yeah. To execute. So you have Kevin Feige, who's you know the overall chief, looking at this entire franchise, which that job must sound stressful. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. His job does sound very stressful. He's got to look after this whole universe of stories and characters, and but he's he's bringing in That's he's bringing in all this talent, and they're gonna he's like right. So Ryan Coogler, I'm gonna make so this is the sandbox. But we, we, you can do whatever you want in this sandbox. And he makes a... He doesn't... Not only does he make a, a Black Panther movie, he also makes a Ryan Coogler movie. Mm. Do you know, mm -hmm. do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Because I've seen Breath of Nation. Yeah. Um, he did Breath of Nation, didn't he? Uh, no, no. He did Fruitville Station and he did Creed. Creed? Did he not? No, no. Who did Birth of a Nation? Uh, like, let's, let's not... Okay. Black, Black Panther is Ryan Coogler's third yeah. feature film. Mm. That's that's crazy in itself. I think just that that just goes to show the talent. Like this is what makes Marvel su Marvel Studios such a great studio is that they they're not going after big names. They're going after talent. Mm. Mm. Do you mm. know Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. When I first when I first heard uh, the Russo brothers have been hired to direct the Winter Soldier, I thought those are com those are TV comedy directors. I thought 
what? What? <laughs> like, what? I don't I quite get it. Like, okay. And then I watched The Winter Soldier. It becomes, at the time, one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. And, I, and then they do Civil War. And now they're doing Infinity War. And it just goes to show, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you're talented, you can make a great story work. So that's why... That's why our favorite films of the year, I think, mine Infinity War and yours, Black Panther. Black Panther from it just the same go, it, studio. Yeah. It just goes to show, yeah, doesn't it? Well, there you have it. Those are our picks. We've had a, a long one today, <laughs> haven't we? Oh yeah, I know. Forgive us, you know. No, but it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've really enjoyed talking about. Yeah, all it's the been a good year. There, I mean, we're out of time, but you know, there's so many things to look forward to. You know, our next, probably in our first episode next year. Um, we will talk about things to look out to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll do a um, what's coming in 2019. Yeah, yeah, and all that. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. This it is the last one for the year. And um, thank you for listening. And uh, yours, you have yourselves a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. And I just want to also yeah. say uh, all our podcasts are now available on all major pla- uh, streaming platforms. Yep. Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, all that good stuff. We're still waiting to get uploaded to Apple Podcasts, so you Apple guys just hang on a sec. Um, however, soon big things will be coming soon. We'll be having more episodes coming to you every yep. week next year. Yep. Uh, going to be a huge year for movies. Uh, yep. Like I said, we're going to be doing those. That what's coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be the last of it for this year. Merry Christmas, everyone. And a happy new, new year. year. Signing off, it's Jake and ND. Bye.